Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Domino Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to work on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. Joining me at Galway, Jay Gold. Jayhawk, currently, I am currently cowering under the watchful eye of home office right now, ready to go. <laughs> we are supposed to ignore that home office within the building. The eye of Sauron, it keeps looking at me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us at Galway, it's Marky. Hi, everyone. Hopefully everyone's having a wonderful night. Or if you're listening to this during the day, a wonderful day. <laughs> or if you're listening to the your plate from employment, hopefully you're not trying to throw yourself off a bridge. <laughs> For those of you who don't like your job. I mean, to be fair, there's only certain jobs you can actually throw yourself off a bridge while you're working. So at least I'll enter <laughs> that a little bit. <laughs> and like if you're actually a, a working bridge construction, you can do it then. Enough about the bridges. Good lord. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have some, we're gonna have some fun tonight. I can tell. How how heck everybody been this week here? We're recording a little bit earlier than normal based on our schedule, but doing good, man. Doing good. It was a busy week. Uh, you know, I I think uh, tonight as we record this, there were like three shows on IWTV going at one time, um, and I think right now, if anyone is listening, it is the. ICW No Holds Barred show is going on currently. So there's a as lot going record, on. As we record, but nobody as we record. Yeah. If anybody is listening to, if anybody is, uh, was watching at this time, we could, you know, circle back next week. But um, I think the ICW show is happening right now. So it's a relevant Saturday night and it is an IWTV guide, you know, sell a Saturday night right now. So looking forward to talking some wrestling. And when we get into next week's schedule, next week looking a lot, uh, pretty much the game for Saturday night, too. So. Very busy. I love it. Very jam-packed. Okay, so let's actually go ahead and get right into it. Let's keep on IWTV Guide this week. What's on IWTV? Tuesday, March 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, we have the premiere of New Technic Pro Wrestling When Worlds Collide. Wednesday, March 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll have the premiere of the Mac Dreckler Kinkin 2 Epicode Kick, the semi-final will conclude. We'll go over Epicode 5 here in just a few minutes. Wednesday, March 2nd at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, it's a special event. Pro Wrestling Vibe, Vibe for What's Great. And I'm going to recommend uh, that if even if you don't want to actually watch the show, at least like turn it on what one of your devices and let it run. Uh, because... Basically, Bye for What's Great going to feature the best moment and matches from Butch Working Gore to Pair of Pumping 2 and more. And all proceeds from the stream will go to the Transgender Education Network of Technic. So it's going to a, go into a good, great cause for equal rights. So, like I said, even if you don't want to watch the show, at least put it on a, a device in the background and let it run. Thursday, March 3rd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Wrestling Open, Episode 9, airing live. On Friday, March 4th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Action Wrestling presents The Movement Begin, carrying live. AK Mack will be defending the Independent Wrestling World Championship against Masha Klamovich. Eric Royal defends the Action Championship against Kevin Koo. Dominic Garini against Jaden Newman, and a lot more on that card. That should be fantastic. And then we have three shows going on at basically the same time next Saturday, March 5th, beginning at 7.30 p.m p.m. Eastern Time. It'll be the 2022 Phoenix City Rumble. And in addition to the Phoenix City Rumble itself, 
AJ Gray will defend the Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship against Jada Newman. Noah Hoffman against Jack Dane. Violence Against Forever against Squatting Dragon, and a lot more on that card as well. Uh, Avery Good will be on that card, one of his final matches. Then at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, On Point Wrestling presents Reflections on Pain. The OPW Championship is on the line. Kit Osborne takes on Jimmy Lloyd. And it looks like about eight matches scheduled for that event as of right now. And then also at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, March 5th, Remarkable Wrestling presents Better Than the Best airing live. ACH against Gabriel Sky in the main event of that particular card. That is a quarterfinal match in the Remarkable Wrestling Heavyweight Championship Tournament. And then on Monday, March 7th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we have Paradigm Pro two, Room 237 at the world premiere. And I'll be followed at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, March 7th, by Paradigm Pro Indiana Fight Club, the world premiere. So, again, a lot of wrestling going on. Five live stream, five live shows, three of them on Saturday. Plus the normal premieres and and all the video on demand all pop up. So, check it out. Yeah, I say it almost every week, but if you can't find something you want to watch on independentwrestling.tv, you're doing it wrong. As we hurtle towards that WrestleMania weekend and all the shows that are going on and all the shows that are going on outside of the Texas area and inside, it's just it's a really exciting time to be a independent wrestling fan as far as March and April goes. So there's so much going on right now. Yeah, the WrestleMania weekend lineup not even not even up yet. So all right, well, let's go ahead and talk about the Mac Drexler here, episode five here, season two. Uh, the longer they go with the season of the Mac Drexler, the worse the CGI is getting. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 worse. Worse than the CGI, those cat sounds were absolutely not it. They I was were just gonna say, not great. <laughs> the uh, did you see there were uh, when when the punches were thrown, cat scratches in the air every time a punch was landed. I saw cat scratch CGI, <laughs> it just had enough. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> I can promise you this week, though, I remembered the name of who won. <laughs> Well, the, uh, the, the the name of the wrestler who got on Mac that is a lot more familiar to most people, I think, anyway, here. Uh, Elgato Blanco against Prince Nemo this time around here. Uh, good little match. Again, the PGI was real, real bad this week. Brutal. I, if they're in King 3, get rid of that PGI. That really does take you completely out of the show. It, there's yeah, no- I, I, I can't agree with you more. I, I, every time I'm watching now, it's almost like they are using it on purpose, almost in a taunting fashion at this point, because there is such unnecessary. It almost feels like a Monday Night Raw where they flash that robot onto the screen and you or they flash like Roman Reigns and his creepy Ronaldo, you know, bronze statue going on. Like, just put the CGI away. We last season was so simple. That's why I liked it so much. It was so simple. We had the masks. Everybody had a different mask. And that's great. But if you're going to go ahead now and give the masks their own characters almost, which is what it's turning into, the masks are now the characters. And then when they unmask the wrestler, you you it's a little bit anticlimactic because you're saying, oh, that wrestler was playing a character, not that wrestler was masked. So you could try to figure out who he was by his or her style. Instead, it's, oh, that wrestler was playing a cat. That wrestler is playing a fish that, you know. It, it's a little different to the point where it's a little off-putting as we're going on. They have to cool down that CGI, I think. I think, um, so I think there's a place if you want to do stuff like this to do it, 
Um, I just don't think that maybe this was the time to get a little avant-garde with it and a little experimental. Like it's almost too on the nose. And I get that if you're trying to make it like a little more broad. Um, but I think it's just kind of missing the mark. Oh, it's, in these missing. Cases. it's missing. <laughs> it's absolutely missing. You can do some like cool shit, but I don't think that this is it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only argument I've really heard for it, I might be able to get kids more into it, but really the premise of the show kind of prevents kids from getting into it. But how many seven year old kids are going to know who any of these guys are when they unmask? That's the problem, too. Yeah. And and this week, I I like, you know, we could say I like Mysterious Q. I like him a lot. I like him as a wrestler. I honestly think that after the mask came off, he fell flat with his post-match interview and his post-match promo. It fell dead flat. He, it was almost as if, I, I don't remember the last time I heard him cut a promo, but I was very disappointed in his promo at the end. It was very out of, there was no emotion in it. I get they're supposed to be kind of upset that they were unmasked, but Q really... I didn't get any, there was no, there was no soul in it. It just kind of was, uh, kind, it, it sounded kind of flat. And I was disappointed in that, in that post-match uh, promo. I, I am going to, I am going to be uh, very happy. Larry Legend called Warhawk out. That's Brian Keith. I can smell the checking on him. Well, Brian Keith, not that tall, Warhawk. I don't know why you're coming up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody else. It's like, yeah, good guess. Good guess. Warhawk, what the hell? <laughs> no. yeah, I, feel, I feel like he tries too hard. It's like it's like they're using him as as he. Well, maybe I don't think they're using him as that. I think he is trying to convince everybody that he's still that Warhorse character that was posting those great, you know, promos in 2019. And I think it's time for him to evolve a little bit. He doesn't have to be such a jokester and kind of goofball. But yeah, that's just me. I, I, I'd rather see him kind of get a little bit more serious in his stuff. Okay, now, I do have one question that I has not been answered. And I don't know if they're going to answer it. We got two episodes left. Each judge has gotten one guess correct. What if there's a tie for who gets the most guess correct? Are there two stipulations or three stipulations in that title match? It's just a straight match at that point. And I would assume so. They're going to they're gonna, work on that, I would assume, on the fly. And, and, I, I'm going to, and I'm going to say it here. I think uh, that Elgato Blanco, I think that's very good. And I'm still kind of I'm still kind of baking it on his initial promo. If that give me three, two, three, four extra matches, whatever it is, it really kind of implied that he was on the way out. Yeah, but he's so thick, Elgato Blanco. So thick. He's that's the only thing that's throwing me that's the only thing that's throwing me off. But Avery Good is bigger than he looks normally too, though. No. But Avery Good is lean. This guy is is he's you could, boxy. You, you could pad that out though, like I wonder what it was like for for Mysterious Q to wrestle with a mask and a mask unless they only put the mask back on him when they did the reveal because he had to wear the mask because there's no way he was wrestling with that mask over his mouth and then a mask over his whole face and mouth again. I just can't see that as being a viable, you know, form of athletics at that point. And I have no idea how they how they film it, how they structure it. Yeah. And no one was killed with a trident. So I lose either way. Okay, we have one semi-final match coming up. It is going to be on Wednesday at Kevin and we said it'll be Meg against R-A-L-P-H. Can we get to see the robot gimmick again? Hell yeah. Great. <laughs> great. <laughs> it, it, it'll be great for 30 seconds until the TGI start, and then I'm going to get pissed. The red eyes and the red screen and the red room. and As long as it keeps making that sick neck turning sound, I'm in. I'm in. So in. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
All right, with that, we're going to go ahead and go to uh, this week's uh, Wrestler Spotlight. Wrestler's Spotlight! As always, thank you, Home Office, for that lovely intro. Um, so this week, we are going to Chicago, Illinois, standing six feet tall and 215 pounds, the real McCoy. This week is JDX. Catchphrases, I am Justin D. Xavier, and the D stands for... Uh, interchangeable words that start with the letter D. Uh, his signature moves are the televised demise in Chicago Crab, which is a variation of the Lion Tamer. Trained by Ken Anderson, Sean Devari, Eric Cannon, uh, Cody Rhodes, QT Marshall, Greg Gagne. Um, he was very nice. We spoke on, uh, on our text chain. He said he's been extremely fortunate to wrestle against guys like Royce Isaacs and Ken Anderson. Current AEW stars, he wrestled Kip Sabian and Colt Cabana. Um, top flight, both of the guys, both Darius and Dante Martin, Wardlow, Sean Dean, Sean Spears, Daniel Garcia, Hornswoggle, Lance Archer, Davey Richards. Um, we could also have found him at First Wrestling, Terminus, WrestleMax St. Louis, and Black Wrestlers Matter. Um, so I would keep our eyes on him. Uh, our home office had seen him at the OWA show, was very excited about his uh, performance that day, and asked if we reached out to him and we could see what was going on. And, you know, as fast as he got back to us, I love hearing guys get back to us quickly, uh, show some energy, show some real engagement, really want to get their names out there. It's truly exciting to talk to a guy like this because I have not seen a lot of his matches. And I went on and looked him up a little bit and saw a bunch of his athleticism. Um, he's exciting. I, I am looking forward to seeing more. I hope more people will get their eyes on him. And I hope this kind of gets it out there where, you know, you pop that name into the IWTV and you, uh, you're on your, you know, off to the races with JDX. So thank you, JDX, for getting in touch with us, you know, and, and answering back, providing us with that information. We really do look forward to your, uh, you know, your continued ascension in the in the independent ranks. Okay, and I got to keep faking Trey Lamar Monday night for the OWA title as well. Oh, that. That's excellent. That's a that's going to be a great opportunity for him. Trey Lamar and him can are, are really going to put on a banger. I hope. I have not seen a lot of his magic. I've heard good things. So I'm definitely going to. Try to geek him out a little bit more. Yeah, I think I think that's the best part of this segment is that now that you've heard the name, now it's time to go out and look for him and and watch the name. So, you know, we'll keep our eye on that and any other uh, you know wrestler, independent wrestler that wants to be featured on the spotlight for the week. You know, I'll I'll reach out to you or please feel free to reach out to the IWTV guy Twitter handle, and we would love to learn more about you and and the you know we would love to pop you up on here for weekly. So. Thanks again to JDX and, and all the wrestlers who participate with us. Okay, Mark, any thoughts before we move on? Not at the moment. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and go to our weekly review. I got some notes for this, though. <laughs> the weekly review. All right. And this week, we are going to TWE Chattanooga, October 9th, 2021. An event took place at the TWE Arena in Red Bank, Tennessee. Uh, I, I picked this show because with my schedule being what it was this week, I ne we needed something short to, have to make sure we got a show in. And I, even then, I just barely got this one in. So, but yeah, uh, this one, this one really the the TWE Arena, which I, I am not very up to date on, and I, I'm glad you selected it. Looks very reminiscent of the old OVW ring that you saw guys like Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin in the black wall, the the enclosed space, kind of the the tight bar type feeling of it. Um, the arena I enjoyed, I thought that was a cool vibe. I would, I wish there were more places like that around me where I could watch that kind of show. 
this just like from the aesthetic, this felt like truly felt like an indie show in the South. Mm-hmm. And like the, the look, the production, everything was just like on point with like what you would think. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming and I don't know this for 100 percent fact. I probably should have done some research on it. I, I assume <laughs> that they have a training school associated with this building. They have their own dedicated building, especially with the one wall, one area just being the wall with the TWE on it. Yeah, kind of how kind of how the Davis Arena for OVW is part of their training center. Well, I would have if it's going to look like that, I get it. And I'm, I'm happy with that. But I would have liked so if we're, if we're going to go right to the, the aesthetics and everything, I would have liked the announcer to have dressed up a bit for the occasion. I thought he was extremely sloppy looking, you know, T-shirt hat kind of disinterested sounding. Um, I think those little pieces in, in, you know, independent wrestling, I think, mean more than they would like because we're so used to seeing a buttoned up presentation on TV. But if you're, you know now, IWTV is everywhere. So you know you're going to run a show, throw some, throw, give the guy 20 bucks to go to the, you know, the Goodwill and grab a, a suit, right? Just something. And I think you start off on the wrong foot if your announcer's in the ring in a, you know, in a dirty baseball cap and t shirt and just kind of like whatever, you know, like it, it just, it didn't, it, it turned, it's off putting. You want to make sure you, you want to make it feel big now that everything is on video. So spend a little bit extra to get your announcer, especially the fact that this isn't like a company that no one's ever heard of. You know what I mean? It's not like no one's heard of this. We've heard of it. So make it look good. At least put some pride behind that kind of thing. That's just a small nitpick to start us off. Yeah, when I was managing tonight, I'm wearing a suit and part of my manager deal. And I had like five of the, five of the people that were there for the first time going, are you the ring announcer? Did I give you my info. So if I'm looking the part managing you can look the part when you're actually doing the ring announcing. Yeah, you put some pride into it. My God, you, even if you're, even if let's say you're not the scheduled ring announcer for that night, I get it. But at least you know, go, hey, I'm gonna do this tonight. Let me just run out real quick and get a shirt, you know, or just get tuck a, my shirt in, you know. Get a polo shirt at least. Yeah, just something. Yeah. It just it means it means a hundred hundred times more when you do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you have to wear jeans for some reason, I don't I'd like that. But as long as you wear like a polo shirt, you're trying to look presentable. I can live with it. Yeah. Yeah. At least you're at least you're trying. And and especially down south. I, I saw a lot of people in shorts. I know it was October. So I get it. So you don't have to put on a suit and a tie, but at least put the polo shirt on and have some, you know, iron your pants for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know I, I say mean? I also agree about the having I depending on the vibe you're going, but at least have it be like decent streetwear if that's what you're gonna go right. with. Okay. Like if you're going to do that, make it the best possible way you can make it. Like, right, I'm not coming out to your house and, you know, I'm not going to work in my PJs. So I'd love to see you put on you know, a polo shirt if you're going to do that in the ring. God, I wish I could do that. But that's <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going to go, if you're going to have a beach show, you can do a Hawaiian shirt and shorts then. That's fine. But yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess the, the building they are going to be taping the uh, next game of Uncharted Territory in, too. So we're going to be the building coming up. Okay, so our opening contest here, we have the coach, Cody Manhorn, with action CEO Matt Griffin in the corner taking on Brogan Finley. Now, is Brogan Finley related to Fit Finley? I don't, I think he is. I don't know for sure. Oh. I'm, 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 I'm being told in my ear here that yucky is related to Fit to He's Fit a Finley. big boy, and he looks good. Yeah. yeah, I agree. His shirt had the number 69 on it, so he already became one of my favorites. <laughs> Oh, that's such an easy pop. You don't need that. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I am not a fan of, uh, of the, the squatting uh, 
I was very turned off by the first like 35 minutes of the of that show. I really think uh, I really think the the uh, oh, I'm like right now, of course, my brain doesn't work. Uh, the squat, the squatting dragons. I, I can't, I, I don't understand it. I don't get the gimmick. They like to do squats. What's, what's else is there to get? First of all, Cody Manhorn, I could put him in my pocket and carry him to the supermarket. Like, can you, if you're going to do squats all the time, I better see thighs the size of watermelons. You know what I mean? Like he was built like a, like a, like a, a pipe cleaner, you know, man, like, come on. Like, look, I didn't people, get the gimmick. Some people don't have the mask, but they're really toned. They're really toned. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> well, don't call yourself squatting squat dragons if your thighs don't look like you're going to squat like 650 at one time. Okay, Josh, <laughs> I can play devil advocate with that for a minute here. Yeah. You remember you remember high school physical education class, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a PE teacher that actually looked like they were ever in a gym in their life? I feel bad. Yes, it's unfair. My my PE teacher was my lacrosse coach, and he played for the USA team in lacrosse. He was a great athlete. He's a great role model for us. <laughs> okay, well, you're an exception then, but I know I had two different gym teachers, and neither one of them looked like they ever called in kind of a gym, a guy from when they were teaching on. No, I get it, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I, it, it, you know, this is the first time I was seeing Cody Manhorn, so uh, the whistle throws me off, like the whole thing. I, I knew right away that was, you know, the owner of Action, and I'm like, what is his, you know, what's he going to bring here? Because I, I, I love Action Wrestling. I think they have a good thing going too. I figured he would have something really interesting going on, and the fact that he was, Tied up with this guy kind of gave me the uh, the double take. Okay, well, I, I thought this was fun. Okay, maybe it's maybe I'm simplistic. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not knocking anybody else. I just honestly, it 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 just wasn't the first like thirty minutes with the squatting dragons weren't my jam. But I get. It. I like Brogan Finley a lot. Same. But what threw me off too is the announcer kept calling him. First, the announcer's mic was really low, but he kept calling him Brogan. And when, you know, the, I feel like the proper English or when you're calling wrestling or whatever, you call a guy by his last name, especially if you want to hype the fact that he's Finley's son. So you keep calling him Brogan. Everyone's going to go, what's this guy's first name? If you're calling him Brogan, well, it's Brogan Finley. That happens to be Fit Finley's son. Let's work on that. Let's use that. You know, that's a cool fact. Nope. <laughs> no Finley name in this one. Rogan to me sounds like the, sounds like a cross between Vince Gruco and Joe Rogan, and I just don't like that image. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, the the match was what it was. It was just one of those things that I felt you gave an awful lot of time to the Squatting Dragons in an hour show. It was an awful lot of time to the Squatting Dragons. It's a fun enough opener here. They get, they do the comedy at the beginning. Manhorn and referee are doing the squat together. You finally convince Finley to, to squat with them. We get some sportsmanship and then the cheap shot. And, and it, but the match is pretty much all Finley after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Manhorn does get the, does get the pin with the mouth trap, eight minutes and 25 seconds. And the, the coach gimmick went over. That crowd loved him. Oh, that was a thing. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, they and did. So, and that grandmother was bonkers. Did you see that older woman who was going after Brogan Finley? Is she somebody who's in all those shows? Who I, like have, goes after I have notes for her later. <laughs> <laughs> but she was going bonkers i don't know about that particular one but tennessee especially there's almost always a little old lady in the front row getting into it I'm i not- just i want to know was she is she a stunt granny or is that like i thought i was going to ask you that is she part is she a plant like do they go oh do you know this the, the crazy grandma who's always yelling at everybody every show is she like brock lesnar shirt guy or something this isn't, the, this isn't the only instance in this show either 
Is she the mittens of Tennessee? <laughs> Did she go to everything? <laughs> you know, I'm going to assume that this is not a not a plant. I know there was a little grandma in Knoxville years ago. I know she passed by now, but I, I remember seeing her in, in like Nitro in the 90s getting in Hulk Hogan's face. And she was in the front row like every Knoxville show, Smoky Mountain, WWF, any local company that was there. She was always in the front row doing that. That's just that area had those type of fans. That was like my great aunt Gertie. She's the one who got me into wrestling. She said she threw a punch at Nick Bockwinkle once. He almost hit her in the middle of Madison Square Garden. <laughs> okay, well, we're not done with the squatting dragon yet, though. And coming up after that, we've got the baby dragon open challenge. Aaron Wade against Damian Turner. This, yeah. refer- this referee had to do double duty, too, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, I felt bad for her. Her glasses kept falling down. And when you have a referee trying to do his job, you know, or her job, and they're down here and she's trying to count. And then she's like constantly fixing her glasses on her face. Like, oh, no, at least wear croquis or something. If you're going to do that. You know what? It's it's very relatable. We've all <laughs> we've all been there, right? I don't have glasses, but I'm sure I would have if I had them. I don't know. I, I would probably think. Of, yeah, I think. I don't know. Jayhawk, you wear them in the ring, don't you? I Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. When I do wear them at the struggle and grill. Mm hmm. See, so you got to buy the croquis. You got to buy the stuff that keeps them strapped to your head. Get them nice and tight. Yeah, and honestly, the main reason I don't wear them all the time is I never. Sometimes I don't know if I'm going to take a bump until like the end of the show, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get them broken because I need to drive home. Now, I, I, I this also cemented my lack of love for the uh, squatting dragons. At at one point, there was a a giant knee, um, and the announcer goes. Oh, he might be out. And to the baby dragon, he took a knee to the face and he was down. And as soon as the announcer said he might be out, this dude pops right back up and goes right into the next spot. And, yeah. you know, I have problems with those type of segments in a show where you're if you're going to blast somebody, at least sell it a little bit. Nope. Pop right up. Make sure you get your spot in and go about it. You know, the, these the, it just didn't work for me. I want to correct you a little bit on that. Turner picked him up rather than going for the cover, which actually picked me off more than the guy getting right back up. Like he down, oh, he right. cover him. But then he picked him up. He went to do something else, and he ate the broke kick and got and got pinned. It was, and match only four oh nine. It wasn't even a long match. The end of the match was. I, I was fu- I was just happy that the squatting dragons were finished. <laughs> if we just to be completely honest, I just had enough of the squatting dragons to start that. Okay, go. So the the issue I did have with the finish. I don't know if they changed the finish after the fact without letting the referee know or if the referee got confused. She clearly did not finish that three count and call for the bell anyway. Yeah, Her, it felt strange. I, yeah, what I, was up with that? I, I'm, I, yeah, again, I, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. I will say, though, that as a referee, when the first thing I was taught was, if they don't kick out, it's their fault, finish the count. Right. And before, right. people, and before people go, well, who told you that? Uh, Harley Ray, Mondo Guerrero, people who, who know their shit have told me that. No. Well, they've been doing that more and more in, in, in all over on TV and in the indies where if, uh, if somebody doesn't kick out, they finish the count and that's the end of it. They don't make it look like the ref knew that this was not the finish and uh, gives it a little more realism. And that's that. You, you know, you, you don't kick out. That's your own fault. And the match is over. Exactly it. And one, if the referee doesn't finish the count, then the referee looks like crap. Mm-hmm. And then if, the re- then if the referee looks like crap, the entire promotion looks like crap. Well, the referee aren't enforcing anything anyway. So what, why, am I, why do I care? Mm-hmm. No, it happens to all of us. I've, I've made that same mistake before. It happens to all of us. 
live and live and move on, but always complete that three count. Mm -hmm. Then we weren't quite done with the squatting dragon yet, but we get a promo pushing the October 23rd show. Wait again, Grambo already been announced and Manhorn challenging Brett Eisen. Good luck, dude. I like seeing Brett Eisen. I thought he was retiring. I was kind of, I'm kind of surprised he's still, he's still going. I remember he sent that whole, you know, text picture or whatever it is where he mentioned he was finishing up. So when I keep hearing his name, I'm wondering if he's, if I just, if I just missed it, that he was, that he just kind of decided not to, or if he's, if he's still retiring. Uh, let me take a quick look here. Remember the show was in October. Oh, I, my bad. So then, yes, I forgot all about that. That, that show was, that show was so far out that, yeah, I guess that was his, it could, it could have been the last year of his stuff. Yeah, he had not ruffled in December 18th, at least according to cage match. Okay. So that makes okay. sense. Okay, go. Then we go to match number three. The new South heavyweight champion Adam Priest carrying that big ass belt, which I love. That <laughs> is a massive belt. <laughs> I think you know, Adam Priest looks like a somewhat normal guy. I was just gonna say Adam and Dan had it. It looks it looked, it looked like almost a kind of Adam and Dan. He felt like he, he, I thought he was walking around with a billboard as the size. You know, he took a billboard off the side of the street. And he was carrying it around with him, painted it gold. But at least on Adam Priest, he could swing that thing around a bit. He's got the frame. Um, but yeah, that belt is so impressive. I, I wish more companies would really make a belt bigger than half of its talent. <laughs> you know, you know that meme that's going around where yeah, that meme that's going around with Adam Cole holding the AEW belt and the belt bigger than him. That, that's what Cabana Man Dan looked like actually holding that belt. I, I agree. I, I love that, by the way. Every time I see that, anything bigger on a wrestler, I immediately think of Kabata Mandan and, and that belt. Yeah, I heard Butter went to Shawn Michaels with that belt. You can take that comment how you how you would like. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that. But if anybody would, <laughs> if anybody would, we're going to put T-shirts up on what a maneuver of Butters wearing the uh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels Playgirl cover. <laughs> Next oh. collaboration with uh, JCP Designs. <laughs> that's you know, you know, alternatively, that's some good starter like uh, Patreon content. There you go. That's how we. <laughs> that's when the real bucks come in for us. <laughs> oh my! So my problem with this match, Jayhawk, and 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 I don't know. This show kind of just gave me a lot of notes where I was I was down on things. Adam Priest is awesome. I love him. He looks like the Dynamite Kid. And he can wrestle all different styles. He worked that dude's leg the entire match. And he didn't use a leg finish. And he kind of gave up on it like closer, like three quarters of the way through the match. He gave up on it. And the other guy stopped selling it. I have a problem with that where, you know, it made so much sense. He was doing the figure four. He was killing that dude's leg. And then it just, you know, then there was no more talk of the leg at the last quarter of the match. I, I can, I can agree with you on that. Absolutely. Uh, let's be honest though. That forearm he nailed him with looked really fucking good. Mm, it did. Great. You could do the forearm, but don't then don't work on the leg for three quarters of the match and not, and just completely forget about it at the end. Yeah. I, I do agree that they kind of went away from selling the leg late in the match as well. That I have more of an issue with that than I do with the finish, not being to the leg or something like that. Yeah, I mean the finish was great. I love his form. I love hearing the term "loaded forearm." I think it's, I think it's just so old school sounding. I had to like rewatch that too when they like they said that. So I'm like, wait, did I miss something? And no, it's just it's that impactful. So I, I but I don't know. Is I haven't seen a lot of him in a, in a while. Did he have? Did he break his arm? 
And then, the, and now he's going around saying he had a loaded forearm back then. What, 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 what was the reason why he had a loaded forearm? I just think that's what they call it because that's what he finishes people with. I don't think there's anything special with it. It's okay. not like, I don't think he had like plate in the form, like like Luger used to have or anything like that. It's a, it's like a good, it's a nice little catchy name. Oh, I was going to say it would have been a lot cooler if he did have a, uh, a loaded forearm with like a metal plate in it, but that's cool. I mean, he blasted that guy. I would love to find out that it contribute to Iron Mike Sharp personally, but so he tightens up that leather gauntlet that he was wearing and gives somebody a big old Mike Sharp forearm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 of course, I'm probably you and I are probably the only people listening to the podcast that actually know who Iron Mike Sharp is. <laughs> I'm remaining commentless. Oh, Marcy. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, don't know, I just. I, 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 <laughs> You have to remember, uh, the, uh, youngins. You have, to, you have to remember, Josh, we're old. So it, I I get reminded of that every day. I was about I was literally a second away from okay, grandpa, you. <laughs> That's okay. You can do that. I'll be I'll be your old your your older uncle. I, I'm okay with it. Grandpa's fine. Great uncle, whatever you want to call me. It works. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> That's never gonna happen. <laughs> You get a promo from Priest after the match where you think he's not coming back until he gets in competition. And from there, we go to our next matchup. It is Jake Murphy against Dre Fury. And this is Fury coming back from an injury. He had a big leg injury here. It actually been two years of action. So what do we get? We get Murphy working the leg. Fantastic. Love it. I have that there. Yep. Working the leg. Yeah. And this time around here, Murphy doesn't really go away from that leg. The finish is not a leg finish, but it don't make sense with the contact of the match they're working. But there was a lot of F during working the leg where Ray Fury gets up and, and you know, for a guy who sells it really well for the first, uh, you know, two thirds of it. And then he'll do like explosive, you know, he'll do a whip into the corner and then full speed into him instead of selling that leg. So it, depending on how it's done, though. I can maybe buy that, especially when you're making a comeback like that, the adrenaline kick in a little bit and you forget about it. And remember, after he gets the move in, he gets stopped with a drop kick to the knee. Like going back to the leg is what cut him off. I think we're much less offensive. Th- right, but should, does, what business does he have doing those moves then if he has the bad leg? That's just nitpicking. Um, the fans seem to love that dude. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to come down on him, but that's just two matches in a row where. You're trying to sell a body part and you're working it the whole match. And then it just, it doesn't, it doesn't stick all the way through. Like he should, Ray Fury should have hobbled out of that arena at the end, you know, but it, it's just, it's nitpicking. I, I had a problem with the whole show in general. So you could tell I come off a little bit negative, but such, um, you're being such a negative Nancy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just one of those days, March. I don't always get those shows where I'm super, you know, I was, I'm, I'm super pumped about it. There's so many shows that I get pumped about and then the bad ones. I'm just, I get kind of down on it. So my my first note about this is actually about Jake Murphy. And it was before I got a, a fully good look at his eyes. because I didn't see this because my first note is he's just eyeliner and coke habit away from being every guy I like lusted after in college. And then I look closer. Hey, that's fucking eyeliner. And I'm like <laughs> swooning over here. So, uh, I don't know what that says about me, but well, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. Neither, neither guy kind of gave me the uh, get, got me excited there. Yeah, I, I'm completely on the opposite direction with you here. I actually think that my favorite match of the entire card. 
I, li- I like the leg work. I like the fact that Fury hit a Falcon Arrow and he pulled the knee before he went for the count. Where he only got near the two count off of it. I like the drop kick to the knee being the cutoff. Murphy busted out the freaking Indian death lock and I marked out. Like, no one does that move anymore. I love that move. Like, I-, I-, I like this one a lot. Yeah, I really, I, I think thinking back on this card, this is probably my favorite match as well. And then Murphy gained the pin in seven minutes and 44 seconds with a roll up and a handful of tight. And then we get Fury after the match, cutting a promo, asking for a rematch on October 23rd. All right, from there, Derek Neal comes out. He cuts a promo. I only heard bits and peeking of this because the crowd is so loud and getting heat on Derek Neal that they're drowning out what he's saying. So I honestly have no idea what the promo was about. I'm going to call it a good thing because the crowd was into it. As soon as he came out, by the way, he felt like a star, Derek Neal. The dude yeah. is a beast. He's just huge. He's scary looking. He's like a, he has a body frame of like Stan Hansen and, you know, kind of like a young Justin Bradshaw. Like he's just built like one of those guys where you're like, oh, this guy's either going to be a cowboy or like they're going to talk about him as like a big, you know, like he he works on the farm or something like you, every time I see Derek Neal, I'm like, my God, this dude is a like just a beast. And somebody come to make sure somebody tell me if I heard commentary correctly. Did they say at this point that Neil at one point was kidnapped, locked in a car after being waterboarded? The what? The, did I hear that right? I it heard the some, waterboarding thing. I couldn't really make out what that was in. Reference yeah, the commentary to. was very low, so I couldn't hear all the whatever he was kind of. Yeah, there were pieces in there. Yeah. And if I heard that right, it's Vince Grupo booking this shit. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not a company I follow that often. I'm confused. I'm yeah. I don't know. I'm, I mean, you put you put Derek Neal up against a guy like that Carson Dillbeck kid. Uh, there should be no that kid shouldn't have had three seconds to breathe, let alone get moves off. I mean, he was. I was like just he like, had all right. In the, he got a couple of hope spots. That was pretty much it. A couple of hope yeah. spots. Shining record for a two count. That was good. I, I wanted to see Derek Neal use him as a toothpick after he eats a steak. <laughs> like that's how I wanted to see like Derek Neal <laughs> treat this guy. <laughs> Gotta love those Tennessee fans, though, because they somebody went after Neil and security stepped right in and went, no, you don't. And I'm like, good thing for that security guard, but that family's about to get fucked up. Was that the old lady or was that somebody else? I can't remember who that was. I think this was a guy, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing Derek Neal's face and everything, and they were talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would never go. I, I don't, I still, I, I, I love that mentality down south where, you know, they still have that. They still kind of keep the realism to it. You know, like that it's still still real to me mentality where they want to go after the bad guys and everything. I love that. It's that, that just harkens back to like the 60s and 70s. You know, this is where I initially had the stunt granny note in my notes, like because they, <laughs> they were ready for her too. security it, it, was. Yeah, they, they said it. And even the kid, the announcer was 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 saying, you know, uh, security's on point tonight or something or other. And when I saw the granny go after uh, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Brogan Finley in the beginning, he like got into her waist like he was like down, like he like three point stanced her and like held her back. That's how like crazy these people were. It almost it reminds me of when I read the Freddie Blassie autobiography. And Freddie Blassie got stabbed in the back during a ma- like on his walk down the ringside. They hated him so much. Somebody just reached out and stabbed him. And he said he didn't realize he got stabbed till like halfway through the match. But like people are that nuts. I-, I love that weird old school, like I'm the mark and I really believe it mentality. You know, like it- it's it just makes for rest. That's how you want to feel at a wrestling match. You want chaos. 
You want people not knowing what's happening. You want knives and shivs like that. <laughs> that's I, what I, I know like knives and shiv, but that's what I picture when Dalton is at a wrestling match, like down in, in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really hot. And Dalton's carrying a shiv and he doesn't know it. He's just stabbing the bad guys as they walk past him. Like I just, that's what I envision. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I don't know about wanting knives and shiv back. I'm, I am perfectly ca- happy being a heel manager and, and complaining and not having to worry about getting stabbed in the fucking chest on my way to the ring. But I was going to say, just tell me where you're going to be the next time and I'll make sure it happens. <laughs> I mean, it's a good story. <laughs> I, I, I was bringing out a megaphone at one point and some dude actually like came out of the crowd, grabbed the megaphone on my hand and broke it. Oh, so, come on. So I, so stuff, I, so, I mean, even in Ohio, there are still fans that do that kind of thing too, but I, I was quite happy. He didn't have any kind of weapon. That means you were doing your job, Jayhawk. Oh, I, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I'm upset that he broke the megaphone. I kind of am with like an eighty dollar megaphone, but right. That's the only reason I gave a shit. Okay, so this was Neil getting a low blow, then a fisherman buster for the pit in six minutes and fifty nine seconds. I love that move. Love a fisherman buster. Love it. Same. Yeah, it's a great move. Yeah, we did very, very nearly have a repeat of match two where Dilbeck kicked out so late that it looked like the referee in for this one was going to have to stop the count to keep the match from ending. But he did get the shoulder up, luckily. So after the match, Neil and Noah Hoffman are attacking Dilbeck till Jaden Newman make the cave. And that moves us right into our main event of the evening here. Noah Hoffman taking on Jaden Newman. Echo, somehow we have a main event that was both impromptu and advertised at the exact same time. <laughs> Don't you love when that just happens? If they make a big deal about, oh, I guess we're having a match right now. Well, the one advertised on the card, well, which fucking was it? Did it feel rushed it to you? It felt kind of hard. So it can't be that impromptu if there's nothing else after it. it. It did feel rushed, though, to me. It felt like they, like, Hosman came out to assist Derek Neal, and it, it was almost like you needed a little more time to set up a, a match for the main event that they didn't and did advertise. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like Derek Neal. I wish he was in the, in the main event, but um, yeah, the match is what it is to me tonight. That, that finale just didn't, didn't do it for me. Thank you. I, I, I like Jaden Newman. That's the first time mm-hmm. I've seen Hoffman to my, uh, to my knowledge. Hoffman had some potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, that's, by the he, way, that's a great name. Noah Hoffman. Yeah. He needs to come to AIW and challenge Duke for the Hoff boot. It's a perfect fit. He was but, meant for it. It's in his name. Right. It really does. It really is a good fit. It would work. Uh, there's a weird spot here where both guys throw like jumping knee at the same time, and they both ha- ha- connect with just as much force, but somehow Newman's the only one to call it. Yeah. got to act like, well, Hoffman he got more of it. No, he didn't. Nice cover, but no, he didn't. Uh, but what I like out of Hoffman here, he's slowing the match down. He's slowing the pace down. He's not rushing into anything. He's yelling at Newman. He's insulting Newman. He's yelling at the crowd. He's getting the crowd to hate him. I, I, I like what I call of Hoffman. I agree that it's probably too short for what they were trying to do here. Yeah, it felt rushed. And uh, if you're going to do something like that, I, I, you got to give that kind of thing a little more time. I, I like Jaden Newman a lot, so I had no problem. But the match itself didn't do much for me. And, it, and because it felt rushed, I was more glad that the the chaos of the finale, like the last like 15 minutes was kind of over at that point than I was like with with watching the match. So that might just be on my own, like my own negativity on this on this the whole show. But yeah, that's how I felt on that. 
And the finish come when Neil hopped up on the apron to distract Ref Kim. Hoffman looked like he's going to go for a move, but Newman reverse and get Run Hoffman into Neil, gets the natural bridge, the rolling cradle into a bridge for the pin in 724, the old Tim Horner finish. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever expected Tim Horner being mentioned on this show, but there you go. I, I only think of Tim Horner, I think of coffee. That's about it. Coffee and donuts. You're thinking of Tim Horton. Yeah, him too. <laughs> can, we, can we take a trip to Canada, like a company trip to Canada and get some Tim Hortons? You know, Home they office to, to work on it. Yeah, they, they used to have a Tim Horton, like not too far from my house, and it didn't last very long. And I was pissed, but that's like the best coffee ever. But. The best. It is the best coffee. Absolutely. I but appreciate no, it that it's like a Canadian company, but there's just these ones randomly in America. Like I know there's one in like Rhode Island. Yeah, there's as you get closer to the to to the northern states and like to the border, closer you get those. We went to the Columbus Goo a couple of years ago, and there was one in Columbus just randomly, like two acres off of the Goo. Like, what? How? What can complaining? Got a cup of coffee on my way home. I feel bad that we turned this into a coffee talk instead of about the finish. <laughs> this is the, <laughs> the the Tim Hortons cast. <laughs> Tim Hortons cast. <laughs> oh, and let's and get by- let's get into it. <laughs> By the way, fuck Starbucks, get fucked for a cup of coffee, and I've been getting there for four fucking days. You oh, almost, je- almost have to buy the goddamn mocha just to combat the taste of the fucking coffee. <laughs> Jayhawk in his filthy mouth with his coffee talk right here. Here we go. I like the frappuccinos. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very curious about my coffee. I can tell. After after the match, Neil pretty much immediately leveled Newman. They're a two-on-one. Dilbeck comes out to try to make the cave, then he gets leveled. And then the good gifter come out and make the cave. Uh, more fans try to get at Neil. So the math, it, math chaos. This looks like a an old-school, mid-80s Memphis studio show. Can you give me a little background on uh, on the good sisters? This is the first time I've ever seen them, so unfortunately I cannot. Yeah, I need to do more work, more research on them. I was I was... I was impressed with uh, just just what they 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 came out. And I was like, oh, uh, you know, a female tag team. I'm I'm good with that. But they um, had, yeah, they had a very good presence to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never um, heard of them before. How do we not have heard? How have we not heard of them? I've never well, seen them I, anywhere. I so think they, they mentioned that this is going to be like their first match or something like that. If I heard oh, cool. correctly. Yeah, they they cut up a mat. They cut up the match for October 23rd. It can be their first match in TWE. That looks like they have done some stuff in action. Yeah, I was going to say, but it's it now it's it's February, almost March, and this show is in October, and I still haven't heard of them. Yeah, cage match only had 15 matches listed with them as a team getting back to February of 2019. So now, granted, we had the pandemic in there as well, because that's a yeah. lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, and for, yeah. Unfortunately, I just don't have, I just, I've never seen them before. So I can't tell you anything beyond what cage match is telling me. Yeah, I'd like no, I to see it. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, like we've said, they've got a good presence about them. The fan, those fans knew who they were. They popped for them coming out. They did, and to put them in the main event like that, right there, when when you know they're not, uh, I haven't seen them on like regular shows. It's pretty. Di- that's that's different. I'm okay with that. Okay, so how are we going with this one? Thumb cup, thumb down, thumb in the middle. Hmm. Well, I think you know where I'm going. I, I go thumbs down. I was disappointed for a short show, and I normally love when we do short shows. They flow. You know, there, there's a good ebb and flow to them. There's a good uh, a movement to them. This show did not have it. I felt like I was stuck in the mud for an hour and, and 15 minutes. I right. am going to go thumbs in the middle. Um, I, I think the flow of the show was a little weird. There was nothing that really super caught my eye. But 
I developed a new crush from the show. So, uh, you know, that gives it a couple points. Yeah, I- I'm also going to go thumbs in the middle. I thought the second half of the show was actually really good. But the yeah, with a couple of, with a couple of exceptions that we've mentioned, like I said, I love the, I love that Ray Fury match with uh, Jake Jake Murphy. I thought that was great. I like I like the fact those last two matches flowed like an old Memphis style studio show because that, that was right in my real house. The first half of the show was kind of there. I think what hurt the show as far as being from a, the difference between a thumb cannibal and a thumb cup show. This was clearly getting up the October 23rd show, which is a bigger show. So this was like watching an episode of Raw or SmackDown leading up to, say, the Royal Rumble. And that, 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 that brings it down for me just in that instant here. They, they, I don't want to say they treated it as an afterthought, but it kind of ended up coming off. I dig it. I, I, just, I, 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 I just didn't get that adrenaline rush I get from a lot of the shows we watch. So that's why I gave it what I did. And by the way, if anybody acted to the old mid 80 Memphis studio show, DM me. I want it and we'll work something out. I, I kind of want to key all the. Okay, let's go ahead and get plugged in and get out of here. Marky, what do you got? Hey, you can find me on Twitter at eGirlFemboy, boy spelled B O I. Also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFemboy. I have spent since its release the last several, several hours and days playing Elden Ring. That game is fucking fantastic. I will probably be playing that for a while because it's a very long game. So be sure to check that out. Uh, also, I have another podcast called X Over, uh, where me and my friend Oscar talk about video games, comics, movies, uh, wrestling. Uh, we just did an episode with the uh, dudes from Board to Life. It was a really good time. I think everyone should check it out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk. Follow me on Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ref Jayhawk. I'm going to kick myself in the ass, I'm sure, about 20 minutes after I start playing it, but I did pre-order WWE 2K22. Oh, no. So I'm, <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I'm doing the early download on it. So starting March 8th, I will be streaming that on my Twitch channel. And I'm if you thought I got angry about the coffee... It could be interesting depending on how the gameplay for that one. Oh, I can't wait till we start recording those weeks. I'm so excited. (laughs) And uh, you can also catch me with Power Clam Pro Wrestling this coming Saturday, March the 5th at the Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Macklin, Ohio. And it's Power Clam Pro Wrestling against Mega Championship Wrestling in War Games, the main event. Uh, They are capping that at 250 fans. Last I heard, after the recording, there were about 90 tickets remaining for that show. So if you if you're in the area, check it out, but do it quickly before those tickets are gone. Jay Gold, what do you got for? So you can uh, find me on Twitter at jgold12, um, and uh, this week you can find me on my couch again. I'm working. My daughter's back in school, so I will be on the couch working. Please, these are my notes now from the home office. If I don't get them right, we are all going to be under a performance plan. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us, and don't forget about our merch store over at whatamaneuver.net where the home office collects all of the revenue. Uh, Make sure you check out our uh, collab with Derek Dillinger and JCP Designs, also the um, uh, logo, the IWTV Guide logo, and listen to our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds With Wrestling, X Over, and the card is going to change. Our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IWTV Guide, pwponderings.com big starks brand set tab photo smoke and jay's barbecue the best barbecue in ohio 
and kayfabe collectibles with our buddy joey uh that's what i got thanks jayhawk okay now next week on the show we actually have a plan in, a, in in advance for one we're gonna give our friend on the west coast come love we're gonna be doing the prestige wrestling roguelin 2 show that took place last weekend so looking forward to that one i, I heard a lot of great things about that show yeah, uh, that's gonna be fun it's gonna be yeah. a lot of fun i'm very excited to give this one a watch yeah and I can already tell you, I, uh, Ryan Kane and Jordan Brock, you're on commentary. I can already tell you the commentary is going to be tight. But those two guys are really good. And I'm not just saying that because they're both friends of mine. But. No, name dropping. Drop it over here. <laughs> I, I've done some name dropping. I've done a lot more name dropping today than I would normally do. I'm, I'm Tim, not going to lie about that. But. Tim Horton and the announced crew of Prestige. Now we're cooking. <laughs> I, I've never met Tim Horner. I have no interest in meeting Tim Horner, by the way. Oh, <laughs> they're both out. Tim Horner and Tim Horton out. out of here. <laughs> no, Tim, Tim, Hort- I, somebody open a Tim Horton near me again, please. <laughs> Would you meet Tim Horton? <laughs> <laughs> the closest one is like an hour away. And like, anyway, I, we're, we're never going to get out of here. If I keep talking about coffee, but join us next week. Prestige wrestling Oakland too. have a, have a good week. Everybody stay safe out there. So long. Bye. Just a little bit of makeup underneath his blue eyes Oh shit, I'm so fucking predictable